right. Happy November, everybody. Can't believe it. Uh, hope everybody had a great Halloween. Uh, had fun with family and friends and neighbors and little trick-or-treaters running around if you had them. Bernie had one. I had 1,000. <laughs> yeah. And when I say 1,000, I'm not. I'm actually not kidding. I, I bet. We'll I talk, bet. We'll, we'll talk about that. But uh, yeah, November already. Welcome inside episode 98 of Borderline. As always, thanks for joining us for another episode a lot to talk about first things first um yeah i mean by the time this airs it'll be thursday so a couple days late on the whole halloween thing but uh, Mm -hmm. you and i were chatting before we came on uh when kathy and i moved to this neighborhood uh, a little over a year ago we had no idea that our street is shut down between five and eight o'clock every halloween night i mean the cops come down close down the streets they're bounce castles all kinds of stuff at one end and uh, basically, they stage everything at the other end, and it's and it's just a massive trick or treating uh, parade. That's cool. It That's literally, cool, literally, um, over a thousand people. And the only thing was, like you and I were joking beforehand, it it kind of puts like last year we didn't know, so I, I we kind of felt like losers. We uh, the 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 neighborhood association had to bail us out and give us more candy. <laughs> um, because, because we, we bought, you know, we heard that, you know, we heard there was going to be a lot of trick-or-treaters. So we bought like three or 400 pieces of candy and, uh, they're like, and no, you're going to need like minimum 600 pieces. Wow. And so this year we stocked up. So we, uh, we dressed as pirates. We had, uh, skeletons out front that were holding a coffin. It was filled with candy and, and filled with, you ever seen pirates booty? You know, that like the, uh, the cheese puff. The cheese puff, uh, like white cheddar cheese puff snack, it's called Pirate's Booty. I, I don't think so. So Yeah, so we gave out Pirate's Booty. <laughs> Kathy bought literally 12 cases of Pirate's Booty, and we gave out uh, damn near all of it. That's but, crazy. But it's been it was, so long for me, man. We were, talk- we were talking about this before we came on. I... You know, living in a uh, in a condo complex for a few years in Atlanta. Now we live, you know, while we look for another place, kind of in an apartment complex, and then it's been so long for me since I've lived in a regular neighborhood that I haven't given out or dressed up for Halloween, man, ages. And I kind of miss it. Like I, like I, it was fun to see people dressed up and kind of into it. And I'm just like in sweats, <laughs> you know, like, Hey, how are you? You know, this one kid shows up and it's just, right. yeah. It is fun. It, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. The last neighborhood that we lived in, um, not so much. I mean, I think I think a couple years ago, I think we had eight trick or treaters, and then the year before that, I think we had like twenty. Um, so this, so I mean, so to move to a neighborhood that has you know kids again, um, and it's kind of a destination, like I said. I mean, some of it's neighborhood people, but literally people drive from other sure. uh, townships to our neighborhood to trick or treat. But it, I mean, it's fine. And, and the little oh. kids dressed, and and the families, the families dress up too. Like one of sure. one of my favorites of the night was um it was an airport theme so they had their little kid about a five-year-old dressed up as a plane and the dad was dressed up as you know like one of the air traffic control you know the ground control yeah. guys yeah. and then the mom and then i think it was the mom's sister were dressed up as flight attendants so i mean there were <laughs> there were families that had themes there was a family of six they were all bananas it was really fun was- well let me ask you this question what's the age what's that cutoff where you start looking at the kid that comes up to the door and you're like come on man Oh you're, yeah, you're way too old to be out here. Like what? End what is the night? What is that yeah. age for you? What like for you when you see a 15 year old? Are you like, come on, man, go home? Like what? Yeah. What are you doing? Is that is that too old? Like what's End the of the night? 15, 15, I think is yeah, 15s. 
I think pushing a little too old. But yeah, at the end of the night, you could just get the punk high schoolers, right? Coming around. Just, just, I mean, they're not trick-or-treating. They're just stealing. At this point, they're just flat out stealing Pirate's Booty and Snickers. Yeah. I just, you know, it's funny because I remember it. I remember, you know, doing the whole trick-or-treat thing vaguely. I kind of remember it. And then, like, kind of getting to that age, and I can't remember if it's like 12, 13. You know, is that is that the is that the line? It's like once you become a teenager, yeah. like maybe yeah. it's time to, you know, maybe help yeah, out around the house think, for Thanksgiving. Like I I, I don't yeah. know, like what what that I think line you're about is. Right. I think a ton of, and I I hate to say this, but I think some of it depends. The only reason I'm saying this is because of my son. Um, I think some <laughs> of it kind of also depends on uh, as far as the perception of the people at their houses giving out the candy. I think some of it depends on physically how you look. Like my right. son, right? My son's like 6'3", 235. Like he's huge, right? right. He, he looked like he was too old for trick-or-treating when he was nine. You know, sure. When he was nine, he looked yeah. like he was 25 years old. Yeah. So I think some of it depends. Because, <laughs> you, yeah. you know, like a perfect example is like the middle schoolers, right? There's a way, I mean, between a sixth grader and an eighth grader, I mean, there's, mm -hmm. like, there can be like a foot difference. Sure. So, I, I, I could have gotten away with it up until probably 18. Yeah. You <laughs> I was so small. Case. I was so small, so young looking. Yeah, I probably, but still, I still felt like, eh. I mean, and, and to be honest, I don't know about you. I'm guessing you probably didn't do this kind of stuff. By the time 14, 15 rolls around, you are up to no good. You are, you are hanging with a bad crowd. It's nighttime. You're egging houses, yeah. maybe. Yeah, nothing else. Was that right? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't do that, but apparently there is uh, someone on the show who did. <laughs> That's so bad. Got it so bad. But, you know, rite of passage. We were Gen X, bad kids. Uh, I don't know if we were bad kids. We, we were resourceful. I doubt you were. I, I, something tells me you were very nice. I mean, I, I was never mean, but I, I did kind of like hanging around some of the kids every now and then that would get a little... Well, it's a little it's, crazy. I like putting my foot in the water. Of the, of yeah, the crazy. You, you and Stacy, I think you and Stacy uh, pushed the line a little bit, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, we, you know, a little bit, a little, little bit, a little bit. I mean, you know, got to see what's out there. Got to see what, what's beyond that line. Yeah. What, what's but, going on over on that you, other side? You know what, though? I feel like you and Stacy were probably like me. You guys might have flirted with a little bit more, but like my dad, I mean, one of the reasons why I stayed out of trouble was because my dad was and an, is an attorney. Mm -hmm. And knows all the cops, right? So, uh, and there was just no hiding. And and God forbid I were to be caught doing something wrong, uh, it, it, I mean, instantly it would have been it would have been trouble. Yeah, but you'd have gotten out of it. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. I, I think that's part of but when I, I had. But I never thought that way, though. I, I had a I ton of friends. Yeah, you know, I had a ton of friends who had attorneys for dads, and it was like, all right, well, we'll we'll do this because. We can probably get away with it, <laughs> you yeah. know. It's like, but that only goes so far. Like maybe once or twice, and then then they start coming down on you. But yeah, I, yeah. I wasn't bad, bad, but I would say there were a couple of couple of experiences there that you know you see in movies, and you're like, oh man, no one does that. And I'm like, yeah, I did it. Yep, I did that. A bit. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess you know I I I I guess I thought in my head, yeah. I mean, I suppose my dad could have got me out of it. However, um. It was really more the wrath of him that I was oh, for sure. of than anything else. So that kept me that kept me kind of on the straight and narrow. However, that being said, I feel like again, me and my buddies, you and Stacy and your crew, probably were the same. Like I feel like, and I'm, and I'm this is going to sound like weird, but I think I'm strangely proud of the fact that we knew where the line was, 
and we kind of come up to that line and we might kind of just step right to that line, but then we'd be like, okay, yeah, we should probably leave. You know, or, or, yeah. yeah, me and my friends probably went over that line a good bit. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, we, we probably, we knew where the line was. We were, fa- you know, fully aware of that line, but, you know, it, it was, it was living, you know, we're suburban kids. We're private school kids, you know, in Charlotte, North Carolina. So what, you know, what trouble did we actually see in the world? Right. So it's almost like we kind of, yeah tried to see what the other other side was like a little bit too often i was gonna but, say so you're flirting with that line and you're going over the line just to take just a little peek just want to see what's, just want to see what's, what's over there over here yeah hey what's 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 going on over here yeah is it is it the adrenaline rush that everyone says it is and it turns out yes breaking <laughs> the law yeah <laughs> love it speaking of stacy um we didn't get a chance we a great interview last week with Stacy, by the way, I don't know. I don't know how many people had a chance to watch it. Um, if you didn't get a chance to watch it, go back. And I'm not just saying this cause that's our show. Go back, watch episode 97 with Stacy Moore, the commissioner of the ACL. I don't know about you, Bernie. I thought he did a terrific job. I mean, it was mm-hmm. really great stuff. And, and we really talked about some, I mean, the three of us can cut up. There's no doubt about it, but I thought we really touched on some pretty pretty deep issues with the uh, with the league and I, I again I thought he was I thought he was great what, how I can tell that people really aren't watching and listening to our show is there were a couple of things that were discussed that I was surprised there wasn't more talked about online well you know, if you don't promote the show no one's going to watch the show right but I mean as far as uh, you know some of the you know drinking involved in the sport you know and how how long does that last or is that a permanent piece of the sport or does that go away in a couple of years like you know i would have thought that would have created maybe not a firestorm but more discussion and the fact that no one yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't hear anything about it online it's like man i guess no one's really watching our show or listening well, to our show because well again, or maybe, or know, maybe the people the- that do maybe the people that do already kind of agree with that Maybe, maybe they see it coming and it's not a, not a big deal to them. But I know in the community, if you will, there are quite a few folks that feel like that's a, that's a line that can't be crossed. Like we were just talking about kind of the other way. Like I, you know, they feel it's part of the sport and it's always been a part of the sport and it should always be part of the sport. And I don't know. I don't know if you can really go to the places you want to go as a sport, as a whole, if you continue to allow that type of behavior. I don't know. One quick comment. If a tree falls in the forest and no one is there to see it, did the tree really fall? Sure. Does it make a sound? If That's you a do really a podcast, good mm-hmm. you do a podcast. You throw it out there and no one promotes it and tells sure. everyone it's out there. Did you really do the podcast? That's right. Let so, them know, anyway, Jeff. Let them know. Episode 97 was <laughs> really good. And it not was good by one. you and me, by Stacy, really good. Well, we were yeah. pretty good too. But yeah. uh, well, all right. So, so I, I actually had some uh, career title numbers I wanted to share, but, but since you brought it up, let's, let's go here first, because I really did want to get your comments on it. And, and, and I would love to have Trey on to get his thoughts on this and maybe even mm-hmm. Anthony. I mean, I think it'd be a great discussion. Maybe the four of us do it together. Um, I would like to have a, a responsible adult, um, non-emotional conversation about the whole alcohol thing. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I don't know which side I, I really would have to think about. It. I don't know. I, I would need more information. I'd want to talk to the players and get their opinion because, because that obviously matters. I'd want to talk to the council and see what their, their opinion is. Um, yeah. I, I guess the only analogy I can give is I had never been to New Orleans before. Right. I didn't know. I didn't know what the saints meant to that town. When, right. when, when Katrina hit, I'm like, why don't they just move the team? Well, that's, that's a dumb opinion because right. after spending, uh, doing games and spending, uh, many days and, and, uh, 
at this point, I've probably spent a couple of weeks in New Orleans um, all, all together and, and getting a chance to meet local people. You can't just take the Saints away from New Orleans. Right. It, is, it is a part of the foundation. It is a part of the fabric of that entire city and that entire region, right? You can't just, you can't mm-hmm. just move that team. Something right. stupid. So I could come on the podcast and I could say, listen, we need to shut down alcohol if we're going to be a big boy sport and big girl sport and, and, and can't do it anymore. But I'm not sure if that's a responsible opinion yet because I'm not sure, you know, what, what the players thoughts are. So, I mean, I, I would love, I, I mean, I, I, guess, yeah. I guess my gut feeling is my gut feeling is, is that I do feel like again, taking the emotion out of it. Um, I do feel like this. We talk about the sport doing this all the time, right? Right. I mean, we're talking. We're talking. We're talking. Players who are doing this for money. They want to mm-hmm. do this for the rest of their life. They want to make a living out of it. They want to support their families. Then you have others who are still kind of just having fun with it, right? Recreational, right, right. drinking, hanging out with friends. Both both roads are great, and that's what's great about the sport. But to get here, yeah, you know, to get over here and make a living, my gut feeling kind of tells me at some point that's probably going to have to be taken out. You know, to, to get to where Stacy wants to and where Trey wants to with gambling, does that need mm-hmm. to be? Does that need to be? I, I don't. I don't know. But but my gut feeling is to get to this side. Yeah. Is that is that it's going to have to be eliminated? But I, I don't know. What, I'm what, not. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm not sure he's right. Stacy made the mention talking about golf. You know that they got rid of that. I don't think they did. I think that there are players that still they're not going to walk down a fairway holding a branded cocktail. Right, they're not going to have a Bud Light or a Miller Light or whatever in their hand walking down, right. but you'll see them drinking stuff. Most of it's water, most of it's sports drinks, but I, I don't know if that's necessarily illegal on the PGA Tour, right? Because it's not seen as an enhancer. It's not seen as a physic. You know, it's not. It's not steroids, right? It, it's not helping you, even though performance. There's so, yeah, there's no. There's all these people that say, "Well, I can't play unless I've had three or four. Yeah, you can. You know, that's just a mental crutch. And once you get past that, you'll be fine. And actually, studies indicate that you should be able to do better because you're just, quite frankly, going to be alert. Your brain's going to work better. All that's doing is taking your anxiety down. That's all that's doing. But it's also taking down your ability to focus and other things, too. But, I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I really don't know. Now, do we get to a point where we can't have people just crushing, you know, where everyone can see what everyone's drinking? Do we get to that point and everything's in some sort of container, mm-hmm. you know, where, where all, all it is, is you've got, you know, you've got some sort of cool, you know, little thermos type, you know, thing, and you're drinking out of that, but no one knows yeah. what's in there. Maybe that's where we have to go because then it doesn't look like everyone's just, you know, because I mean, if you walk around at the end of a day at one of our nationals and the trash cans are overflowing and there's beer everywhere, you know, it's just not a good look. It's yeah, just not, it, it, it's not. And I don't care what people say, it's not a good look. Now, to your point, I think there are still a lot of people that are in that kind of, you know, that that go the other way, that want it to be more recreational, that kind of want to keep that recreational feel yeah. about the sport. And that's fine, yep. but maybe we create divisions on that, right? If, you know, if you want to you play in that, that way, I mean, there's still maybe, you know, we, we offer a way for them to do that. But I, I agree with you. I think eventually if we want to take it to where everyone, I presume, wants to go, that's probably going to have to happen. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how, I'm not sure when, but uh, you know, to be, to put everyone's big boy pants on at some point, I think that's probably going to have to happen. Yeah. That's interesting what you say about golf. I'm trying to rack my head and um, think of any PGA. I mean, John Daly did when he or, was still on the tour. Player. No, I'm trying to think of somebody that I know now who's in the sport. Maybe, maybe we put our heads together on this and see yeah. if we can get a guest on. Um, 
who yeah. has intimate knowledge to whether or not what you're saying is true because I, I I mean I have a feeling I mean I have a feeling you're correct because I can't I can't recall ever reading something about you know a ban of alcohol in yeah. in in golf and you're right that when they're reaching into their bag and they're taking a swig out of something you have no idea what it is I, I agree right. with you I mean I'm, I'm assuming 95 99 percent of the time it's water, water or Gatorade or, Gatorade, or whatever yeah. but but you know is it is it banned from the sport but I don't think so. I mean, a lot of times it's some sort of energy drink, right? And like, and how much of that's really good for you. But I, oh, you know, yeah. I, I don't, I just don't know if there's a set rule for that. I think there might be a rule as far as promoting a brand, right? You can't walk down, yeah. you know, holding your Bud Light can, you know, out in the, you know, out in the open. Maybe there's some sort of rule with that with tobacco. Cause look, guys used to smoke on tour all the time. And I don't know if that became sure. a rule, but I mean, God, I mean, guys used to be just, just crushing smokes. Caddies still do it from time to time. Yeah. So I don't know exactly what the rules are there, but I think when he said that he was pretty sure they didn't, I don't know if that's true. I, I, yeah. I just don't know. Maybe, maybe, you know, it would probably take five seconds of going online to find out, but that might be one of those things that they want to keep ambiguous, right? Yeah. Maybe they, they don't want people to be able to find out. Right. I, I don't know. Yep. And then the other thing, a great, great discussion also with Stacy about about drug drug use and randomized drug testing, and you know where that's going to go and how much they're going to implement something like that in the future. And, and you know, I talked about uh, you know we talked about um, Adderall mm-hmm. and the the overprescribing of that and how difficult that is. And and uh, I actually have a conference call with a coach, and I will ask him. Uh, actually on Thursday. So unfortunately, again, this airs Thursday night. By the time I talk to him, I won't be able to get on the show. But I did do some asking around and and it it is it is tested. It is part of the testing procedure mm-hmm. at the college level. Um, but just like we were talking about Stacy, really difficult to patrol. Yeah. Because there are, are so many um, you know, people who who have the prescription for it. However, what they what they do what they do say at the college level is that you mm-hmm. do find that random person who is taking it who doesn't sure. have the prescription for it. Sure, then you bang so, them. So so does it does it does it eliminate the use of it? No. Does it patrol it a little bit? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm, it look, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. But to to test for it and then say if you test positive for it, you're in trouble. We don't have any doctors on our staff. We don't have one no. single MD on our staff. And so for anyone to make that kind of statement is just it's just wrong. Yeah. Patently at the wrong. college level, they are, they have got all that. They absolutely they, 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 they do. Know, they know through all the legal waivers and everything. They know exactly what prescriptions and sure. what all the kids take and hundred percent confidential and it's done the right way. And so so can it be done in Cornell? Yeah. yeah, it can be done. But like you're saying, I mean, it's 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 part of it's part of the growth of the sport, right? It yeah. takes another level of of medical professionals and. I think it's I think it's pretty simple now. It's going to create a lot of work for somebody because I'm pretty sure we're going to find a lot of people on it. And then someone's going to have to back, you know, back that up, right? When did you get prescribed? First off, yep. like if, if you were prescribed, when did that prescription take place? Because we tested you in March and we're seeing your first prescriptions in April. That doesn't work, right? You're getting tuned up. But, you know, that's that's going to require, you know, probably another full time hire. Oh, for absolutely. Well, because they have to be in compliance compliance with all the HIPAA regulations and laws. Sure. So, I mean, yeah, it's it's a big it's a big deal. It's not as easy as everyone. Legal once again, it's though. not as easy as everyone thinks it is. I, Always, right? I, I, <laughs> yeah. I love these conversations, right? I love getting these conversations, you know, with with just just random people. Well, I would do this. I would do. People think it's so easy, right? Sure. To just, to just start a cornhole league, 
Yeah. Do it. Yeah. yeah. We, we just, we just start a cornhole league. We just get on ESPN and get on CBS. And, simple. And, and it's just that easy, right? It's simple. Just that easy. It's, it's so simple for all that to happen. Yeah. Do it. And you know, it's one of those things. Hey yeah. man, if it's that simple, do it. Yep. Well, I don't want to do it. I want it. Okay. Then quiet. <laughs> it's, just, it's just like my friends and I've talked about on the show before, my, you know, my friends who are athletic directors, you know, people yeah. probably think it's so easy. Well, you're an AD, you know, you just kind of go around talk to people, shake some hands. You have no idea the phone calls. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you've got 425 student athletes, you're not just dealing with the 425 student athletes. Sure. You are dealing with phone calls from all of their family members. Sure. I mean, parents, you're, mm-hmm. you're dealing with phone calls from their attorneys sometimes and mm-hmm. from their doctors sometimes yep. i mean it, it it's it's unbelievable the amount of fires that an athletic director has to put out just in one day at that's major, all they do at a major university yeah i mean that you know and then the po- stacy i don't think people realize that he yeah. is i don't want to say hounded that's that's a negative word but he he i mean he has to put out a lot of fires he a lot of fires a lot of fires yeah i mean he and he and trey both i mean that's i would say that's probably 60 percent of what they do which which yeah. is not good because then you're that's 60 percent of what you're doing you're not that's 60 percent of time that should be spent elsewhere right but they're having to put out fires and that's exactly. yeah that's tough yeah uh, going back to my dad being an attorney that that was kind of his day like he, he would he would always go back to work at night uh, during the week. And, and, you know, that always kind of made us sad, but we understood. And I've, and I've talked about this before. This is not a dig on my dad. We, we wanted for nothing literally growing up and right. I wouldn't change a thing, but he worked his ass off. And, 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 you know, as, as I became an adult and had these conversations with him, you know, why, why, why did you always have to go back to work? And yeah, what was her name? Yeah. Yeah. What, yeah what, what, <laughs> what, are you, what, what are you, what are you doing? What was it? What bar are you going to? But no, I mean, he was, he was, he was, I mean, the phone would constantly ring from eight until five. He's always on the phone. One phone call after another, you know, another client, another police officer, the police chief, you know, whatever, the mayor, whoever, you know, I mean, there's always someone calling about something. So he couldn't get any of his work done. He couldn't get any of his prep for actual trial done, you know? So, so he'd have to go back, you know, at seven o'clock, go back to work for an hour or two, you know, and just just to try and get some, some work done. But, you know, I mean, so yeah, so Stacy and Trey, Yep. You know, different, different level. I get it, but, but similar, you know, the phone's just constantly ringing during the day. And, uh, you know, they say they've done our, our point is it's not as yeah. easy. It's not as easy as just, no. well, let's just start a league. Yeah. And they, they say that you should bet the best time to work is from like four to six in the morning. Well, that's, that, you know, who does that is Mike McDaniel, uh, the head coach for Miami. Now, yeah. now part of it, he's a fascinating story, by the way. I just read his story last week. Child, isn't that crazy how young he is? But well, yeah. he, you know, he has he had major alcohol issues. He he's he's battled with it several times. And so finally to beat his demons, uh, one of the worst times for him, obviously, was in the middle of well, I mean, you know, at, at basically after midnight. Mm-hmm. So what he does is he goes to bed super early. He wakes up at like 245 or three and goes to work. And and he he drives up to the stadium, you know, to uh uh, what a hard rock stadium yeah. down to Miami. And, and like you're saying, I mean, he gets his best work done basically from three 30 or four o'clock in the morning until everyone else starts showing up, you know, sometime between seven and eight o'clock, but right. to beat his demons, that's what he had to do to arrange his day. It's really, if you get a chance to read about him or watch interviews with him, he's, he's really a fascinating story, but yeah, so that's kind of, that's what he does. Works in the morning to avoid all the distractions get, and, yeah. and also for his health. No one, no one's calling you. No one's emailing you you know, at four no. o'clock in the morning, you know what I mean? No, and I'm that's, not. Or I, I'm not I, I, God, I wish I could be a morning person. I truly wish I could be a morning person. I think morning people are more successful in they general, are. in general. And I'm just not one. I just, early my bed, 
my brain just my brain just is so slow in the morning and then eventually it kind of comes on and then by you know i my brain's kind of alive at night and it's really weird but yeah i so wish i could be that way the old uh, the old adage is early to bed early to rise makes a man healthy wealthy, healthy, wealthy and wise, wise. uh huh yeah man yeah there, not, there you go yeah. and that's Sir. probably why i'm not wealthy or wise yeah. or wise yeah <laughs> but no my problem was just being in tv uh, and well, actually yeah, being in baseball sure. for, for nine or 10 years, you know, we, we didn't really go to work until eh, about one or two o'clock in the afternoon. Sure. It's almost being like a, like a server, right? Um, oh man. And, yeah. I worked and, in the and food and beverage does. industry for years and that's just, you're yeah, always working nights. nights. Yeah. Nights and weekends. Yep. Nights, holidays, weekends. So, yep. um, all right. So another thing as we move on, uh, we had, we had a great discussion about gambling and, um, I guess just, just quick hit on that. It, it requires a data partner. And th- it sounds like that is the major part of this. That's kind of the go-between, the middleman, mm-hmm. is you have to have this data partner. And it sounds like the league is still working hard behind the scenes to try and pro- procure, I guess, would be the, maybe the best word I can think of. Yeah, come um, up with that A part data partner to be that liaison, to be that middleman, to, to kind of be that connector between your sport and actually being able to go to Vegas, sit down at a sports book, and yeah. live bet on it on the TVs. But if we can get that done someday, oh, my God. I yeah, that'd be amazing. That's gonna. I mean, I, I think that's one of those things that will happen. Yeah. I uh, hey, speaking of that, interesting question I got uh, yesterday on a different show. I got one of those "Where do you see the sport in five year" kind of questions, right? Which I thought was Oof. interesting, and, and, and you know, I I thought so. I thought it was you know, but that's kind of one of those things, right? I think that happens in the next five years. I think, you know, that the ACL comes up with that type of partner and you have that kind of betting and it, 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 it widens the eyes on the sport. So that, that's a good thing. I'm just worried. I'm worried. I don't know about you. I'm worried about the plateau. Every sport has it. Don't care. NFL, NBA, major league baseball, NASCAR, Mm -hmm. every single sport has had it at some point. And I'm curious as to how we handle that when it happens. You know, because yep. we've had fairly exponential growth over these years. You know, it's been kind of in a straight line sure. almost. And, you know, eventually that straight line will plateau. And I'm, I'm curious yep. as to when that's going to be and how we handle that. That's, that's I think that's, I, don't, I don't think we could. I don't think we could. I think we have a long way to go before we truly plateau. I think mm-hmm. it would be years down the road. I, I think we are in a in a moment here of a brief. I don't want to say step back, but maybe just kind of a brief um pause because what's yeah. going to happen is we are on the edge of and, and, and i'm not saying this because i have anything in the on, on the books i'm just saying right my feeling is we're on the edge of a huge sponsorship with somebody and that is what's going to take this sport to the next level we've talked about yep. this on this show ad nauseum so i don't i don't want to bring it up again but the moment somebody procures that sponsorship with Nike or with Under Armour or with Coca-Cola or Budweiser right. or who, mm-hmm. whoever, Miller Coors, whoever it is, that is going to, again, you know, so, so we, we had this, you know, incredible rise, right? And now we're like right here. It's like, ah, as soon as we get that, boom, it's going to hit again. And for those and then, at home, maybe after that, maybe you hit a plateau because you get to that point where, yeah. where you, know, you get that money, but now that money's been spent and now you got to get to the next. I think that's yeah. maybe where we would hit a plateau. Yeah. For, that's, that's, and, that's off the screen for the moment. And for those at home, that's not $75,000. No. <laughs> right? Like, 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 I hear this a lot going, like, why can't we get a beer sponsor? I mean, I, I know someone that would, you know, we could get 60, 70 grand right now. It's like, dude, that's doing nothing for us. No, you need a lot of zeros behind that. There, there, <laughs> yeah, needs, and there people, need to be, there needs to yeah, be minimum people, seven numbers. <laughs> minimum. 
And Minimum. Yeah. yeah. And they don't really, a lot of people don't seem to get that. And as of right now, yeah. I don't know. I'm with you. I think sooner or later, someone just gets knocked on the head. It's like, man, we're missing out here. Yep. You know, yep. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already, but um, it is a tough time out there. I mean, money is not easy to get from anybody. Yeah. So, but yeah, once, once that happens, boom, it's going to take off. But anyway, so the gambling thing, yeah, that'll, that'll be huge. So Stacy had really good comments on that. If you want to watch, um, and then one more thing, then we can move on. Um, oh, the schedule. I thought that was really interesting. So for those who don't know, basically, and I'm still a little confused on it. Yeah. But it sounds like, it sounds like basically everything's going to go to one point system, which is good. I, yep. I think I think once we all kind of I, I think I need to see it, feel it, kind of chew on it a little bit to truly yeah. understand it. I think I need to physically see a calendar and a schedule in front of me to to kind of feel it. But whether it's the pro shootout or it's the nationals or the world championships, it's all going to matter now. It's all going to go to points, and and that's going to kind of help solidify everything and maybe maybe eventually simplify you know, the, the rankings and the point system. Yeah. I, I think what this, this kind of falls under one of our biggest problems with the ACL is messaging and how we share information because I, it still doesn't make a lot of sense. It makes sense to certain people in the HQ because it's their idea, but your idea, it makes perfect sense to you. You're the one that thought it up, exactly but the right. way they're doing the eight events and the way all those eight events kind of play out where you're going to have round limited uh, tournaments and to 21 tournaments, no longer calling them nationals or shootouts. And then have, you know, all of these things kind of taking place. And like, it, it's a little confusing and uh, it's interesting hearing Stacy talk about it as it, you know, I think he's kind of dumbfounded why it's confusing to people. <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's like, that's I a big that, change. Like, same you know, feeling. it's like, and I felt like saying it's like, man, that's a big change for people. That's not going to make a lot of sense until kind of like you're saying, everyone goes through it. Next season, it will make perfect sense. Yeah. Right. It, it it will all make perfect sense. But for everybody right now, that's why there's been a little consternation about it. People are like, "What? What's going on? How's this happening?" Yeah. You know what I mean? And and so it's. I just found it funny that he. I <laughs> could see it in his face. He's like, "Why? This isn't hard. What's wrong with you people?" I know. He's like, "Stay with me, Jeff." I'm like, "I'm trying. I'm trying." <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm learning guitar, right? And yeah. and in guitar, one of the things you learn as as a beginner is the is the pentatonic scales. And there's kind of a cage system, so you can move it up and down the neck, right? So sure. I can talk about this cage system, and I can talk about the pattern. I can see the pattern now. I can go from the third fret to the fifth, up to the seventh, ninth, eleventh, twelfth, whatever. And and I can sit here and talk about it. And people at home, I mean, to me now, it's easy, right? Right, right. But to right. learn it, it's it's like if if someone who who is unfamiliar with this hears right. me talk about this cage system and the fret numbers and all that kind of stuff, they're they're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait Settle down. Yeah. And I'd what? be like, what do, what, do, what do you mean? You know, the, the frets on the, you know, the frets on the guitar, you know, the guitar, <laughs> you know, same thing. You know, he's, he's, yeah. he's like, come on, Jeff, it's, it's events. It's a cornhole. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, like, it's simple. Wait a second. Yeah. It's not, it, it's, it's going to be simple. Yeah. Once it, once it's almost like tactile learning. Once you do it once with your own hands, you've got it, but you have to kind of do it first. And I think once we get through this season, I think everyone will see how, how, how more advantageous it actually is and how much better yeah. it is for the players, but everyone's going to have to go through it once and then it'll I make do, i do sense. really like that the shootout at least from my understanding i hope i got this right <laughs> I, I do i do like the thought of the shootouts being within the point system yeah um, and i do like the shootouts being and i'm, I'm assuming they're going to change this this year i like the shootout being a part of how we vote at the end of the year for our mvp awards mm -hmm. um, because remember in the previous years it's it's well, the teens can play now. You're supposed to take that out. Yeah, but the teens can play now, and that's one of the that's a big difference. 
Yeah, and, teen, and teams and all that, too. No, yeah. no, teens. The teenagers can actually play now. They weren't really oh, allowed oh, to play yeah, yeah. in the shootouts before, so that's one of the reasons why you had to take it out because you had a good number of pros that couldn't play in it. Yeah. And, so, and so that's changed, and so that's good. Right, yeah. So so the fact that this is all going to count now in the point system, it's not just the Nationals. Um, I still like calling them Nationals and shootouts, though. So what are we going to do? Just call them tour events? <laughs> I mean, they're the eight. What, what did he call them? He had a name for them. Did, did, did someone write that down? Super regionals. Did someone from the staff? Let me see. Yeah. Did somebody anyone back in the truck? Hello. Hello. Is this thing on? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, I mean, I forgot what he actually had a name for those eight events. And now I've completely forgotten it. Cause I'm an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't remember either. So yeah. yeah. But anyway, but it'll, it'll be good. All the, uh, all that counting for should be less travel the point system. Yeah, it's, and it sounds like it'll be. I mean, it'll be great for a lot of us who have jobs on the side, which which also includes a lot of the players. Yep. So that you can make a schedule, you can make a schedule for uh, your 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 work life and your home life, for mm-hmm. the kids and the kids' events and all that kind of stuff. So, so what do you, I mean? I think it's so tough for the pros that are trying to get point. Like, I think there's a good number of pros that really understand they want to qualify next season. They probably don't think that they're going to win. You know, some nationals. Right. They, they, they may not think that way, but they can get in through open point standings. And so that's so much travel, man, with all those opens. And then you have those eight big events, you know, that that's yeah. so much travel. That's yeah. still, I mean, it's still a lot of travel. So good on everybody, man. It is. It's a ton of travel. Um, so wait a second. So I was just thinking about this, man. God, my brains hurt. We are talking a lot of cornhole again. What the yeah. hell? Not making any sense either. Sheesh. um so so i was going to talk about some of this title stuff right so does that mean that like i'm looking at it right now i'm looking at the spreadsheet of all these titles and it was so much fun because last couple years since yeah since trey uh put this together you know we're talking about career titles i've loved talking about career titles i've loved talking about nationals and kind of equating them to majors Mm -hmm. like matt guy not only see you know the career leader in wins but he's also the career leader in majors with 11 Right. So is that going to go away? Or or are we? I think it'll just be named something different. I don't think it's really going to change all that much. It'll just have a different name. I'll reach out to Trey. Let's let's get him. uh, Let's try and get him in the next couple weeks. Well, we can't get him in in two weeks. It is episode number one hundred. I've got big plans for us, by the way. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. I got a couple different ideas what we can do for episode number one hundred. Both of them really stupid ideas, but you know what? We nice. got to do something because it's episode. Well, you know what? My my favorite idea was that we each take one hundred seconds, and and tell the other, you get one hundred seconds to to tell the other person why we've enjoyed doing the podcast together. So oh my much. god oh my god this is one of those team building exercises yeah it's trouble yeah. I, I hate these well another another idea i had is, is you have <laughs> no, I, that sounds good you, you have 100 go. seconds to give your top five moments of borderline that's hard because i'm not sure i'm not sure honestly um i'm not sure you could talk for 100 seconds about how nice i am no i, I could easily I, do that i, I could easily I, talk I for 100 in about 20 minutes. i mean bro it's less than two minutes <laughs> come on that that's that, that's easy to do um I can, I can like the you get 100 seconds for top five moments i could do 100 seconds on the collar of this shirt without yeah, really could. thinking about <laughs> but i uh <laughs> yeah no I, I think that that'll be fun that'll be a lot of fun God, can you believe we're almost to 100 episodes i know so anyway so we'll yeah. have trey on not not in two weeks uh maybe next week for episode 90 try it try it um 
so yeah, so that looking at this list now, that's kind of making me sad. I hope this list doesn't go away because I like, think that's something yeah. I want to talk about. We don't have time now. We got to keep moving. But I, I think you're, you know, it's it's it's, it's almost like you have an asterisk and a double asterisk because you've got you know certain players could only play in so many events, so they, there's no way they could have the number. Yeah, you know, you didn't have the open schedule that we have now. You didn't have some of these other events that people could play in. So how there's no way for them to have that number. Yeah, it's, and, like, it's I, I think I think we just simply call it like a modern era. You know, the, sure. the current era, the modern era, whatever, whatever. Yeah. It needs to be some sort of era of this that includes, yeah, all the opportunities, all the opens, all the shootouts. I think it's good. I, I think I think I like the fact that you've got them kind of listed out. I mean, look, you know, you take so. advantage of what you get. Like, but that makes Matt's numbers even more incredible if you think about it. Yeah, because he didn't have all the opportunities when he first came in the league, That's and he's still and he's and he's still, excuse me, way up there. Same with Jamie. You know, when they first were putting up those massive numbers. Now, people can yeah. argue, well, there needs to be an asterisk because the talent level wasn't as good. So they were playing against, you know, the fields weren't as deep as they are now. That's yeah. a decent argument. It's, it's I tough. Don't, I it's, don't like that one. I, I, like, I like the opportunities better than the talent. The talent yeah. is going to get better. The talent's better in football. The talent's better in baseball. Yeah. Better. Look at the NBA. I, I agree with you. These I, I disagree with you there. I think the NBA talent level is nowhere near what it used to be, relatively speaking. But I uh, And they're taller, bigger, stronger, faster. I don't think the talent level is what it used to be. Now, uh, well, all right. Again, I hate to mention them again because we talk about it all the time, but Colin Cowherd did a great study on this. If you look back, there were great teams, right? Back in the 70s and 80s, great teams, but the mm -hmm. depth was not nearly what it is today. Because you didn't, because there were less players. You had, you didn't have as many teams. So those teams had more talent on them. That's why you had those great teams because you didn't have expansion until 1988. You, you know, so that, just like with any other sport, once you have expansion, that thins out how much talent you can have per team. So when you go through the 80s, especially, there were some dog teams there, man. So like now oh, everyone's trying to get there, there now, now everyone's trying to get three players on a team, right? That, that you're three big stars on a team. Well, that was mandatory in the 80s. Even into the 90s, you had amazing teams. So it's uh I don't know. I, I I think you had much more of a talent. The talent was squeezed together more in that era. I feel I feel like it's been kind of diluted a little bit. I think there's guys playing in the leagues now, especially basketball, that probably wouldn't have made it in those eras. Yeah. But you know, that I mean everyone can make that. And usually that you don't make that argument. You feel that everyone's. I still think they're bigger, stronger, faster. Yeah. Right. But just skill level. The depth of the athlete know. is incredible yeah. right now. Yeah, but size I, for I, sure. But I think, but I think it's diluted for the opposite reason. It's diluted because there's what thirty teams. That's what I'm saying. Thirty-two, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, um, I digress. But you know, our, I think our players have gone through some of that. I think that uh, I think it fundamentally changed. Now, I would say that some of the people that won okay. in 2018 and 2019 probably wouldn't win right now. Oh, yeah, with, for sure. With the, with the level of talent that exists, yeah. so. For sure. Yeah. You know. But my point is in every sport, everyone's always getting better. Sure. That's you can change the record books because people are better. I agree. You, know, you can't. You, you can't. just have the argument. Now, now right? can, you, can you put an asterisk because there's more opportunities? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, more turn you know, more tournaments ever, to win. Yeah. If they ever do change baseball and go from 162 games down to 120 games, which a lot of people think they should, there, yeah, there probably should be an asterisk because it can be really hard to break anyone's <laughs> record because you've got, yeah. you know, a third less game. Can you imagine breaking a home run, home run record at 120 games? That would be insane. <laughs> that would be insane. Hey, do we want to do, um, do we want to do a top 10 at all? Or we want to get to on, off and in? Uh, let's I mean, go on, off and in. 
Uh, the top tens really aren't going to change. Not, there were yeah. no opens or anything this weekend. Yeah, they're really not going to change. After next weekend, we could do. Uh, yeah, we could do another one. And, and I might. You know what? Ten. The next time we do a top ten, I think we should do kind of a uh, do your top ten right now and your top ten at the end of the season. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is more like a straight power ranking because there there's yeah. players that are going to be on a list right now that I don't know are going to be there at the end. Probably not. Yeah. But well, we just have a topic on that. But no, yeah. I just like doing the power rankings, which is which is right now. Who are the top players right now? Sure, we can do that then. That's the uh, way we'll. No, no, we don't have to do it. I'm not. No, 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 no. Going forward. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So you want to get to on, off, and in? Give us some time. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. We Did can you do, struggle we can... again with on, off? And nah, in? I mean, a little bit. Not really. I mean, I've kind of forgotten what I wrote down because I did it yesterday. <laughs> Um, my, my brain works so bad. It's like, hey, if I'm not doing it right that second, I kind of forget where my head was at. <laughs> I need medication, folks. But uh, yeah, we can do it. Let's do it. All right. On, off, and in. The fastest growing and most popular podcast segment in the world. Mm-hmm. Truly in the world. There it is. All right. On, off, in. On the board, off the board, and in the hole. Something that we feel like we are uh, trending. We're, we're kind of right on. Not sure if we're totally right, but we're right. We think we're right right now. Off the mm-hmm. board is something we totally missed, and in the hole is something we are just dead right on. Yep. All right, on the board. Uh, let me go first on this one because you're going to do this one. Yep. Iowa finally made the announcement that that Brian Ferentz, the son of Kirk Ferentz, the head mm-hmm. coach, is not coming back for next year. I'm surprised <laughs> they didn't just get rid of him and bring in an interim uh, replacement, but they so got rid hard. of him. And the reason why they got rid of him, and this is where I'm on, and I know y'all are just, just everyone makes fun of me, right, on this, offense. Offense got him sure. fired at sure. the end of the day. 100%. Iowa's defense is great, right? They can throw a blocker with the best of them, right? They can block the shit out of everybody. Doesn't matter. <laughs> can't score. Can't score a lick. Iowa for the last two years, dead last in offense. What yeah. happens? Lower TV ratings. Sponsors pull out. No yep. ticket sales, no merchandise sales. It absolutely kills the program. Mm-hmm. Offense, so important. So y'all hit your blocks, score. Be great. <laughs> Do something that we don't see and score a crap load of points. Be be electric. Be exciting. Yes. Be, off, be an offensive machine. Score yes. a crap load of points and make money. Yes. Be rich. Yes. Otherwise, you're going to get fired, just like Brian Ferentz at Iowa. So that's my on Mine's- the board. Mine's not too far away from you, actually. Mine's more about old coaches in college football, and I think it's time to go away. Now, obviously, I'm saying that because I've got two really old coaches on my favorite team that I still feel like are coaching in 1980s, 1990s, and they're getting destroyed for it because, you know, I mean, Gene Chizik being the defensive coordinator at North Carolina. Look, Nick Saban's kind of an anomaly, but Nick Saban's a CEO. Right, Nick Saban is all about his coordinators. Nick Saban, great point. He's going to have his philosophy. He's the CEO. This is how I want things to run. You run it this way, right? And I, but I think that when you look around, Kirby Smart's our age bracket, right? As a head coach and CEO, I think that's what you're looking more like. Mm-hmm. Uh, those kind of coaches, I, I think some of the older guys just can't get out of their own way because you know older guys get stubborn. You know, this worked. I won a national. Yeah, but you won the national title twenty some odd years ago. You know, it doesn't work anymore. The games change. The offenses are better. You have to adjust. And I think that, uh, I think it's time maybe for some of the, uh, the older coaches to move on. 
the time term for some limits young, in politics. Term, term football. Yeah, term. <laughs> I, I think it's time. It's time to give some of the younger guys a chance because yep, they're because they're, they're sitting there waiting. Their coordinators everywhere, and yes. they're coaching at younger school. You know, at smaller schools with great yeah. offensive and defensive schemes that are yes. so creative. Right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, there's there's guys out there. They're just waiting for their chances. But you've got these older guys that are kind of still, you know. Anyway, that's that's my on the board. Okay, very good. Uh, off the board, um, super hole. Um, apparently, I'm off the board on this one. Um, and, and I've made the and again, not, not not I'm not trying to be negative on super hole. My only my only criticism of super hole is that I just thought that over the last couple of years, there's just too many of them. Yeah. You know, like last year, there was it. I just felt like it was just a lot of them. And I right. think it kind of lose it just in my opinion, I felt like it kind of lost some of its kind of excitement and some of its pizzazz and, and, mm-hmm. and some of its star appeal to be quite frank. Um, when you have, when you have so many, but apparently I'm off the board on this because, uh, I mean, it's coming back, it's coming back in a big way. It sounds like Stacy's really trying to make it just kind of a football only thing. And then maybe have a, have, have another one that's kind of an offshoot of it. Um, but um, I, I thought it was too many. I mean, I, I've been vocal about this in the past. I think we should have one big, huge Super Bowl blowout mm-hmm. that is in and around the Super Bowl. I think we should have another big celebrity pro-am. Just have two big standalone events. But uh, Stacy, Stacy, uh, disagreed. Uh, and, uh, I think he's he's, he's, he's yeah. got all the data and the metrics. So I was I was off the board on that. I think he's getting some information from some of the networks and some of the things that they like that yes. we're doing. Exactly. You know, and I, I think they like Super Bowl. I think they would like Super Bowl to have. Like you were saying, star power. I think that's the only thing that really hurts Super Bowl because, <laughs> yes, it bastardizes the product, right? You're not seeing very good cornhole. It makes cornhole look silly. That's dangerous. But if you have big stars doing it, it's fun. If we can get that, yeah. If, we, it, if, we, if, if, if you've got D-level celebrity. And we if do you, like we did in Topeka where we, yep. get, where we get four big-time starters for the Buffalo Bills. Sure. Hey, I'm all in on that. Sign me I'm, up I'm with that. you. If, if we can do that, that's great. If we get D-level celebrities, and I'm not insulting anyone here, but if you do get those, I think it does not help. I'm with you there. The, the star power has to be there, but I'm with you on that. My, uh, no one wants to watch Bad Cornell. I don't care who you are. Yeah, I'm with you. My uh, off the board, I think our popularity. I wasn't sure. I made a joke about no one really paying attention to us earlier in the show. I think our popularity is bigger than we think it is. And I, you know, we make jokes. I mean, the, the fact that I got invited on that show uh, this week, I've had some other opportunities. I think people are listening. I think they oh, are. Borderline. I thought you, yeah. you were talking about the ACL. You mean no, no. Our, our popularity, me and you, me and oh, you, okay. big guy. I, I think that our popularity is a little bit bigger than I was giving ourselves, giving us credit for. So I think I'm off the board there. Damn. I hope you're right about that. Yeah. That's my story. I'm sticking to it. That, that's my favorite off the board ever <laughs> that we've ever done. There you go. In the history of the show and almost hundred episodes. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, geez. We're running out of time as always. All right. So, so my, so my in the hole, and I'm going to give you as much credit for this as me, you and I both lockstep in on this upsets, right? Upsets. We, we love upsets in the NCAA tournament, right? We love upsets, but what happens when you have upsets? They're great to watch, right? In the round of 64, the round of 32. But then Not when you good. get these underdogs playing in the final four, the elite eight, no one watches. Yep. You know, it loses. You're, you're like, you don't want to see North Carolina against Moorhead State. It's like, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not watching too much other stuff. <laughs> right. So that's exactly what happened this year with baseball. Right. And, and I feel yes. bad because they had so much momentum. They had a ton of upsets. And now mm-hmm. all of a sudden the World Series. How about this? Game one uh, was the least watched game one ever in, in the broadcast of the World Series. Game two 
lowest ever period don't tell, rating don't tell, for World Series. I agree game, with you. Game three, game three, even worse than that. I agree even with worse you. Than that. And it's so funny because I hear people from Texas like, no, nah, no, nah. you know, Texas is like, no, no one cares, man. No, the ratings are terrible. And again, we, you know, we had great upsets, right? Yep. We, you know, when the Braves lost, wow, the Braves lost. What a huge upset. The Phillies lose, right? Um, Such a great were, call. There, there were big upsets. And, and then you get down to Texas playing Arizona and no one's watching. You know, so outside you of those two cities. Before. Yeah. Upsets yep. are great in the beginning. They're lousy in the end. A hundred percent. That's, that's a great one. That, that is so good. Mine, since we just came off of Halloween, Acting in horror movies. They are always, actors never get credit for the work they do in horror movies. You know how hard it is to genuinely look scared when nothing's really happening to you? You know, I mean, like, I mean, when you watch some of these good ones, these people look terrified. You feel their fear. I mean, like, you're, you're in there with them. Dude, they're in a room with 35 people holding, you know, boom mics and cameras. And, you know, you've got these people over here doing, you know, you know, food stuff i mean like and yet these people are completely giving you everything they got and they never get credit for it you never see anyone win an academy award from a horror movie or a comedy <laughs> ever yeah for looking absolutely terrified when nothing is uh, doing actually it, happening to you i mean doing real work i mean yeah. selling it a hundred percent and no one cares right. so that's my uh <laughs> i think they are absolutely gifted and it shows their gift when they do that acting yeah, in horror that's movies that's my in the hole that's a good one. I like that one. Good Halloween <laughs> theme, even though we're yeah, a little bit, a little bit past Halloween, but that's okay. I like it. All right, uh, I got to wrap things up here. Just thirty seconds left. Um, anything coming up for you this weekend? Any more touring with the football stuff, the tailgate stuff? No, 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 no. I'm uh, I'm here. Julie's parents are coming in this weekend, so it's a little family time. Oh, so nice. I've, right. yeah. So I've got uh, I got a little got a little little break here before we get to uh, the college championships in uh, January first or that nice. weekend. Yep. Good. Yeah, my brother was in town, so I got a chance to hang out with he and his wife for the last uh, three or four days, and now they are back to Iowa. So always good nice. to hang with the family. There you go. All right, dude. Uh, good to see you. Have a great week. And next week, episode 99. As we wow. Get down to 100. Get ready. Crazy. All right, dude. Have a good see week. You, buddy. Bye. Bye, everybody.